You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Yeah, thanks for joining us on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Don't forget you in Texas anytime, 0477 736 736. We want all your opinions on all the sports, but most notably we've got round five very soon about to kick off. The Rabbits hosting the Brisbane Broncos. Wayne Bennett up against his former sk- skipper and Kevy Walters and the 18th man in round five. How will that play out for the first time uh, this year? Round four in the AFL as well, the Sydney Swans. Very exciting Sydney Swans are hosting the Bombers as I introduce... Gary Belcher. Hello, Hello Scott. How are you, buddy? It's uh, nice to be here and nice, of course, to be uh, calling this huge game, uh, Rabbitohs and Broncos. Um, it's all supposedly going to be one-sided, according to all the tips. Was a 20-and-a-half head start yeah. for the Broncos on the, um, on the markets? And, and I can't see it going any other way, but stranger things have happened. Yeah. You never know. Uh, and they are without Cody Walker. That could cause a few problems. No, Benji Marshall has had a lot of runs there. And he's Fair replacement, five, isn't it? Fair replacement. Yeah. And it's not like it's his first game with them too. Um, yeah, they'll have to, it'll have to be a, the best effort we've seen from the Broncos in two years for them to beat the Rabbitohs. But you never know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can also get us on Twitter at SportsDayQLD. We're going to have our tips for round five for whatever they're worth. You got eight out of eight, eight last week. Oh, I was did four I? out of eight. eight. I get the whole lot. Just keep reminding everyone. We're going to have a hot topic seven, also. Eight. I did. Anthony Milford. On the open market as of 2022, what's he worth on the open market? Who are the clubs that could possibly put their hand up and and require his services? What position is his best position? Who'd, who'd want him as well? I mean, which, which clubs would be, yeah. oh, as you said, yeah, which clubs would be keen to get him and, and how much would they be willing to pay? I don't think a million bucks a year would be. Oh, I think he realised he's not going to get a million dollars a year. Yeah. UK yeah. Super but League, he'd be an absolute superstar what, over there. Tell you what, though, he's got another... 20-odd games. Yep. And and if he just goes on a great run and, and everything falls into place... Um, it's a pretty fair job as a, advertisement, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's that's how you do it. It's it's with form. Yeah. Chris Nelson will join us for Racing Queensland and also 24 hours after the sad news of Tommy Rodonigas. It's been really good to sit back and look at a lot of the we stories. We get some and, great texts last night too. Yeah, might, tremendous. Might read a couple of them out again. He had a f- huge effect on a lot of people. People that yeah. have never even met Tommy, he still had a huge... Because he was... Huge effect because he was always for the battler, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. He was always and, for the battler. And a, a, a great chat. Anyone that, that met him, he'd give him, he'd give him his time. Yeah. And always good for a chat. Yeah. Sports Day, Sports Update. Yeah, this is for Rold, family-made Vietnamese-served fast and fresh. Every Friday I have Rold. I usually have the, the Po, the Pho, Pho, P-H. Whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, Pho, Pho. 
Uh, chicken and beef combo. Beautiful. The other day I had lemon, lemongrass chicken stir fry. I'm a baguette fan. Outstanding. Baguette. Outstanding. Yeah, uh, as in our sports update, there's plenty going on. But most notably, uh, tonight, round five, the game about to kick off between the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Brisbane Broncos. As you said earlier on, Badge, uh, Cody Walker is out of this clash. He's been suspended. Uh, Benji Marshall comes into his role. But I suppose one of the uh, one of the debates throughout the week is has been around both the coaches. It's Wayne Bennett up against Kevy Walters for the first time as opposing coaches as well because Kevy has been an assistant to Wayne on a couple of occasions, hasn't he? Yeah, he brushed him a few times. And um, interesting, I read today that apparently Wayne sacked Kevy in 2005 because he knew he had to get away from the Broncos and see the outside world. So he was doing him a big favour. So he's more or less saying Apparently, he had to go and yes, coach under another Kevin, format. And... This is not about anything except I think – now, that's the biggest lot of crap I've ever heard because I was there, at, there the time. at the time. I got sacked. So did Glenn Lazarus. Wayne sacked us because he was saving his butt. He wanted to make sure that, you know, he had to be seen to be doing something, and he did. He made some big changes, and they won the comp the next year. But that's not why he's – he didn't sack Kevy because he – or Kevin – uh, you know, you're, uh, you've got to go and see the world and find your way outside the Broncos. That's what has happened. Mm. And Kevy took that upon himself um, and he's landed back in, uh, in charge of the Broncos. It's just a tough gig, though, I've got to say. It's a Is tough that when gig. Kevy went over to France? Not long after that? Yeah, he, he coached the Ipswich too, remember? He did too, yeah. Ipswich Jets and, and coached, I can't remember which order. And then came the back Catalan. to the Broncos and they made the grand final in 2015. I reckon it's been three times he's been brushed by Wayne. Really? So he's uh, anyway. He's a very forgiving man, Kevy, and he's you know I believe that's everything's okay. Well, we're going to talk about Anthony Milford a little bit later on, and if you know, when he is on the open market, who's the clubs or what's he worth? What position does he play? What clubs should take him? Yeah, but he had a really good influence on Milford that year. They he nearly did. won the comp. He did, Kevy. Um, it's just look, their roster is put. They they haven't really got um, well. They've got Katoni Stags out and Herbie Farnworth, and that that's a big blow, Stags especially, but. Apart from that, they're full strength, and it's yeah. just it's just not a strong side. Isn't yeah, it? There's it's a, some work to be done. Yeah. Now, uh, there has been a lot of arguments uh, around the many quarters, all quarters in sport, rugby league, that the game is too fast. Uh, we're, we're seeing a lot more of injuries. More injuries. Yeah, more injuries because it's uh, there's fatigue in the game. and, and No, players no are breaks. Their, players are getting their bodies in the wrong positions, Boy. whatever it may be. Now, data has been revealed by Andrew Abdo that there has been less injuries than this time last no. year, Badge. Less. Less. Now, this is a monthly hookup that the that Andrew Abdu, ha, Abdu has with every club, and he presented the data after four rounds. Now, the NRL have had 62 injuries, injuries across the code. In the four rounds so far? Yes. Compared to the three-year average of 69 after in, four In the rounds. first four rounds? Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty shocked at that. I thought it might have just been, you know, like maybe 10% higher than what it had been in the fast. Well, in the past. So, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of that. They're well, just... the concussions, that, that's largely due to the, the code's increased policy of the HIA. So previously, when there was no HIA, of course, if you got knocked out and you're able to get back up and get back into the line, it was yes, play on. but now they know every time there's yeah. a concussion, basically, it's a, a HIA. Yeah. So um, um, a lot of those injuries would be classed as HIA as well. Yeah. You would think? Yeah. That's right. Do you think it'd be a majority? So there might even be fewer injuries than, than you know, there might have even been more than 69 over that three years too. It's only because we've recently got exactly. stricter on the HIA. Yeah. Um, do I agree with what? Now, do you think that HIAs dominate a lot of that 62 injuries across the oh, code for the first four rounds? There'd be a fair few. I don't know. There'd be a third of them, maybe maybe 20. Yep. 
in four rounds? What's that going to be, five per weekend? I reckon that would be something like that do you in think, eight games. Do you think we'll end up seeing, Badge, with the the HIA, that if you have got a substantial concussion and you fail that first 15-minute period where you've got to go through all the protocols and get back on the field, do you think we'll see players that will just be sat out? A, a for two compulsory stand-down. Yep. Well, it's in the AFL, yeah, and it's in boxing. It has been for a long 12, time. Eleven or twelve days, twelve I think, days. In the AFL, and you've got to get so a... effectively. If you've got a short turnaround, you could miss a couple of games. Yeah, I, I think there should be boxing three months. Mm. If you are beaten um, by a TKO, a stoppage, or a knockout, it's three months. Yeah. Not let back in the ring. There you go. And there that is go. probably one of the most prehistoric sports we've ever seen. Still to this day, very prehistoric in its ways, but but they're they're way ahead as far as knockouts go, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and just before we finish off, um, there has always been rumours that Jason Taumalolo and Val Holmes, the highest-paid players at the Cowboys, there has been a rift with their coach, Todd Payton. Val Holmes has come out and said, you know what? It's There's just no not true. We just need to win. Get off it, journos. Get off that. There's nothing in it. And, and Taumalolo said the same. Ja- just, Jason- let Tam- just let – look, if they, won, if they win this week, they won't be mentioned. No. Jason Taumalolo actually asked to be interviewed by Brent Tate for Fox Sports three weeks ago to actually put all these rumours to bed. Yeah. He was the one that instigated the interview, the interview. So I just hope they get off to a, get off to a win very, very soon for, for Toddy Payton, take a bit of pressure off for him. For sure. Yeah, this is Sports Day. Rolled fast, fresh Vietnamese with crunch, bite and flavour. Order via the app or visit a store today. This is Sports Day for Kia also. Introducing your new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV, GUV, I should say. Coming up next, Racing Queensland's Chris Nelson. This is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, as he does each and every week uh, for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV for Racing Queensland. Chris Nelson, how are you, Chris? Going well, thanks, Satch. Afternoon to you. That's bad. Now, it sounds like there's a little bit of wind, so I'm thinking you're on the golf course. Am I correct? Yeah, I am, and there's a plane going over at the moment, so sorry about the background noise, but, uh, yeah, I'm just having nine. It's been more beautiful at the moment. Get, in, get in before it's dark, mate. Uh, and Queensland is your place to race this year, mate. Uh, some big races this weekend. Hopefully it's starting to dry out at Doombin. What's going to happen? Yeah, it is. I mean, we were, we were a heavy nine or heavy ten yesterday. It's already back to a heavy eight. I think by the time we get to Saturday in that first race, we're probably on a soft five. We might even get to a good. It's amazing how fast you can drive to it. So don't be doing your form for heavy tracks. And, mm. and the weather at the moment is beautiful, and tomorrow is supposed to be the same. Are you going to give us something good for this, uh, this uh, good to soft track? I am. Uh, now, there's one here at Big Odds. Race six, number 10, Real Empress. Uh, one trained by Robert Heathcote. Now, Really impressed me winning a maiden at Doombin last start. That last 100 metres, I love the way she attacked the line. Now, obviously, this is a harder race, but she's a $20 shot, and I think she's a better chance than $20. So have something each way her. Now, just keep in mind, though, she has also accepted for the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. She may run there instead, but wherever she runs, I think she'll be very hard to beat. Well, she'll be pretty tired, but she races at Doombin, yeah. jumps on, yeah. the, on the truck, well, sunny coast. Like, how would she, how she go with the travel? I said she was good. She could run two <laughs> races in two days. There you go. It's been done before many, many years ago. What else you got? Race nine, number five, Gem of Scotland. 
And this was the mare that was uh, very good as a filly. She suffered that bad injury on Jewel Day at the Gold Coast going back last year. She had nearly a year off. She's had the two runs back. The first of them was really good. The second one, well, she got caught on that gluey surface there at the Gold Coast and she didn't really handle it. So back to something firmer Saturday in a winnable race. I think she's really good odds too. She's around $7, that gem of Scotland. So it's a day where it's hard to nail a good thing. So the best way to play it is to have a few dollars on a few each way mm. odds. So as real empress, is that your big roughie? Yes, definitely. Yep. Beautiful. Okay. All right, and there's some big yep, races, definitely. of course, in in Sydney. We'll all be keeping an eye on four Group Ones. Be huge. Yeah, it's a great day, Ram. With those uh, some of those Group Ones, the Derby and the Doncaster, are outstanding races. The one I like that everyone probably likes too is uh, in the Sires Race Six, Number One Animo, who was so good running on from last uh, in the Golden Slipper. I can't find any fault in that horse's form fourteen hundred. So. Get on Animo, race six, number one, but do so responsibly. We can't find a fault in you at the moment, so but that may be different <laughs> come Sunday night. Uh, Chris Nelson uh, from Racing Queensland, uh, make sure you keep your head down. Ask my wife that. She'll find plenty of faults. She'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us on Sports Day. Mate, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week at Doombin, the Gold Coast, and, of course, as we just heard, the Sunny Coast. Right our Badge, let's get an A-League update with the Brisbane Roar and don't miss all the action of the A-League and the W-League season. Search A-League and W-League for tickets. Now, the Brisbane Roar, they take on MacArthur this weekend. And uh, at the moment, the Brisbane Roar sitting in eighth position. MacArthur Struggling sitting to get a win, aren't they? It's yeah. It's sort of been for a long while. It's been draws and losses. Jack? Mm. Can you uh, turn your mic on here? Because yes, mate. you are a Brisbane Raw fan. Yeah, big fan. And you're a Scott McDonald fan as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Scott McDonald joined Simon Hill on the Global Game on SEN on Tuesday to discuss the Raw's recent form and his return from injury into the side. Uh, you're back from injury, Scotty. Uh, you played at the weekends. Uh, but Brisbane, you just can't win at the moment. Eight games without success. What's going on? I know way. Um, you know, I think it's actually nine, Simon. Um, unfortunately, but look, there's a lot of positive signs. Uh, there's just been too many draws within, you know, those eight or nine games that you're talking about. Um, we need to convert them into victories, and we need to start by doing that on Friday night against Macarthur, or else it's going to be a, a long way back to try and get into those finals positions. But we're not playing too badly. Uh, I, I, Apart from the first 20 minutes of the game where Western Sydney could have really took the game out of our hands, managed to fight our way back in, and, and we had plenty of chances to, to go and punish them and, and win that match. And the body's uh, good to go now for the rest of the season? Yeah, body's uh, fighting fit and, um, you know, really looking forward to the end of the season. Now, obviously, those three games in that, in that week really took a toll on me, and I think we'll talk about that later on. I think that's going to happen a lot for, for all the teams coming up now due to, obviously, the the delays and um, the, the rescheduling of fixtures, so that, that's going to play its toll. But um, fighting fit and uh, looking forward to, you know, the run into the end of the season and um, as fit as ever, Simon. Can you make the finals? Yes, I, I firmly believe that. I, I don't have any doubt now. I think we're a very good side uh, when we get it right on the day. Um, and... You know, since I've been at the football club, we haven't lost too many games. Um, I take confidence from that. When we've got our first 11 on the pitch, we're as good as anyone. It's difficult. Back-to-back losses, isn't it? Especially yeah. when there's nine. Did you see, um, I think it was yesterday, the day before, Jack, with the stars, just his eyes were spinning around. because Scott McDonald. He Scott loves McDonald him, come he? into the building. He'd let him in. Yeah. And, and I see today he's a bit... A bit tender because he's got a Scott McDonald tattoo. <laughs> he's, just, he's gone all out, Jack. They've got a couple you? of uh, Englishmen, the, the defensive duo have, have come back, haven't they? Uh, Tom Aldridge, 
and Macaulay, I can't pronounce it, Gillespie, I think Yeah, it is. Gillespie. Basically, yeah. he came back after a red card and uh, Tommy Aldred comes back after he had a bit of an injury. He injury, took a week yeah. off last week, had a bit of a niggle, but he's come back. Into, and the two of them, like, you captain and you centre back, those two pairing together, that provides a stable, stable defence that you need so that your, your wingers can get up and bomb it's them funny, in. It's funny. I think losing, we should interview Jack every week on A-League. It's funny. When you're losing bad, you think you've got to score more points, but it's defence is the most important facet, isn't it? So they Tell welcome both, the Bulldogs. Those, both those players back. Don't miss all the action of the A-League and the W-League season. Search A-League and W-League for tickets. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our hot topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Badge and Sats. And the hot topic is around Anthony Milford. Of course, he's coming off contract at the end of this year. Isn't playing the greatest of rugby league at the moment, Badge? Former Raider. Former Raider. Got stolen. He's only 18 playing first grade, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. At yes. fullback. I remember yep. he, tore, he tore the Gold Coast Titans apart one day. He was only about 19 years of mm. age. Yeah. And, and, of course, he's from Brisbane, so it was no great surprise that he went to the Broncos. But, gee, there'd be a bunch of clubs in and all over the place, Sydney especially, that would, would love to have him on their books when he's in good form. But yeah. that's been a little while, Sats. So, uh, at the moment, uh, Anthony Milford... Age-wise, is uh, he's 26 years of age. He turns 27 in July. There you go. So he hasn't got the issue that some clubs have got with Adam Reynolds. Yep. In that Adam Reynolds is turning 31, I believe. 31 in about July, yeah. August. Yeah. yeah, so around the same time. So he's five years younger. So there's more footy in him as mm-hmm. far as age goes. He's actually primed. But. But. First and foremost, How do you badge, get the best out in yeah. him? What sort of deal would he get at another club? And I'm going to talk about the five clubs that probably – could get him at the right price and, and would probably need him. But first and foremost, you have to, you have to try and figure out what position. What's his That's best right. position? So what is his best position? I think and it's I, – I often think it's fullback, but I don't think he's fit enough. That's that's the issue. Wise. I think he's a very good fullback, but can he deliver what the best fullbacks can give? He's probably the best – I think he's the best fullback at the Broncos they've got, unless Tessie New can get a go there. I'm not a big fan of Jermaine Asarco's at, at fullback. I think he's a really good winger. Yep. Um, but – Oh, Anthony Milford could be, but he needs to play a lot of footy there. And you need to put him there and let him just drag his butt through 80 minutes every week until he gets fit. And it's going to take him four or five rounds or more. If he's a fullback um, or a playmaker, the money is probably not too much different, mm. is it? But um, and, and for, at the moment, on the, the form that he's displaying, it's almost like he'd have to go to a club. Let's, you know, you, you've got a list here of club sets like. Um, uh, the Sharks, yep. the Tigers, Dragons, and the other couple of Queensland clubs, the Titans and Cowboys, who apparently would be interested in him. Um, at the moment, he, he, he's not coming. He's, his manager's not coming to you and saying he's a marquee player. And he's on, he's on, on 1.1 million yeah, now, well, reportedly. He, I, I reckon he's going to be lucky to get 500. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Badge. If he's playing 5.8 and under his current form, and I look at his body image and it looks to me that he's not fit. It looks like he hasn't trained hard. I think he looks soft, his body. And um, and so early in the season concerns me. If, if you look at those clubs you just mentioned, Cows, Titans, Dragons, Tigers, Sharks. I'm not sure about the Sharks. Chad Townsend, good player. They've also got Sean Johnson coming back. Moylan can play. Moylan. So if you look at the other four, Ash Taylor leaving the Titans, million-dollar player. If they keep him, he's a little bit like Milford. He'll probably be probably half that. Yeah, but I, I put Milford with a coach like Justin Holbrook, young, 
he's a fresh coach, really good with his players. I'm not saying Kev he's not, but I think there's a lot of scar tissue he, with the Broncos. He just looks stale to me. Yeah, he looks of, to me like he just goes through the motions and tries hard in some games. I haven't seen an 80 minute effort from him. Agree. for a long, long time. He's just not motivated. I just feel and as maybe though, a combination of that and not being fit is is why he just can't get it together. And it's so obvious he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be the sheriff. No, he doesn't. He just wants to be a soldier that, that does what he does with his natural ability. Free reign. Putting fullback. him with a, a really organising halfback like Jamal Fogarty, is that probably a really good piece It would be. Piece he needs someone like that around him. If he's playing 5-8, is he more like Moses Mbai and, and going to come off the bench? Yeah. Would he be, would he be a value Bit of an there? X factor. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but I think there's plenty of, you know, there's, there's a great opportunity for him to get better this year and show clubs what he's worth. Morgan. If he retires from the cows, uh, you've got Jake Clifford going to Newcastle. Does Adam Reynolds go to the cows for what is reported an extended deal? But it, deals being done. Okay, I'll throw this to you, Badge. If you're the cows and you've got an option to take Reynolds for two years or Milford for two years for the same money, who do you take? I right now I take right, Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, it's a good answer. Yeah, a lot and of then, people would go for the younger player. Yeah, well, not the way he's playing. No, exactly. It's a good hot topic, actually. You talk about that for a lot longer. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see where Anthony Milford ends up in 2022. This is Sports Day for Kia, introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. And for what it's worth, up next, we're going to give you our tips. This is Sports Day for Kia, introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. And our tips for round five. Last Woo-hoo. week, Badge was eight out of eight. I, I was four out of eight. I love footy tips. This is my favourite segment. Last week was one of the easiest <laughs> rounds in the history of the NRL to pick. And I tried to be fancy. What'd you get, Scott? Four. Oh. Hmm. I'm, you know, actually, you know I'm it's not real. I'm, I'm not a big fan of doing footy tips because I... You, you do know, hate I'm, them. But then I, you, I but then you gloat when you get eight out of eight. Well... You can't have... Mate, you can have your cake is and eat it. the right word? It is. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, it yeah. is. Absolutely, really it is. pumped up. Okay, tonight's game, not long till the uh, Rabbits versus the Broncos at Stadium Australia. We'll be calling this game. Um, Could anyone kick, go past kick the Rabbits? It's a matter of how much, is it? Yep. So you're picking the Rabbits? Yep. And Woogie, we got Woogie, our producer. Yeah, who, Woogie, well, he's a Rabbitohs fan, so he's going to take the Rabbits as anyway. well. Um, Benji Marshall in for Cody Walker, of course. So mm. they lose a fair bit, but not too much. Yeah, and the, the Broncos are down one of their better players, Farnworth. So Richie Kenner comes in. And those combinations, you, the Rabbitohs find you out on the edges. Mm. They're just so good with those sweeping plays and after they've worked you over up the middle. And that's where the damage will be and can be done. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, the first game on Friday night, the Warriors hosting the Seagulls at Central Coast, Badge. Normally, I'd think this could be could go either way. But the, uh, the way the Seagulls are going and... Uh, Struggling. The Warriors are down so many good forwards. And Fanua Blake, most notably. Yeah, Bailey Sheridan's out. Yep. Bunty Afour is out. Tonoa Brown is out. Um, but, you know, as well as that, they've got good depth. And the Seagulls, um, they're in a, in a world of hurt, aren't they? M- M- Morgan Boyle's their latest injury. Um, but they're in a, in a world of hurt. If there was going to be an upset, I, would, I thought this could be the game. But I'm going to go with the Warriors. I'm going the Eagles. Sats. And uh, Woogie is going the Warriors as well. Whoa. Okay, uh, second game, which is uh, probably the, the match of the round or the match of the, the season so far, I think, potentially. Panthers up against the Raiders at Blue Bet Stadium, which is Panthers Stadium on Friday night, You're the second the game. Panthers, I'm going Panthers purely because of uh, defensive reasons. Raiders are still one of my competition favourites, but I think 
regular season, the Panthers, yeah, pretty good yeah, defensively. I'll, I have to go with the Raiders here. I just uh, that's my side, yep. and I hope they win. And what's Woogie doing? Uh, Woogie is going the Panthers. Whoa, mm. this is really tough. And Saturday starts with the Titans and uh, Knights, and Seabus. we'll be calling that game uh, as well as tonight. Three game. p.m. So um, Jamal Fogarty has been named. Mm, uh, not sure whether he's playing yet or not. Anthony Don, named, not named, no. No, he's out and so is Ash out. Taylor yeah. still. Well, Ash um, Taylor, he'll, he might end up playing that 18th man role. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm with the Titans. Um, the uh, the Knights have Ponga back, but, of course, they've lost Mitchell Pearce for an extended Kurt period. Kurt Mann's out as well. Kurt Mann too, yeah. Mm. So I'm, I'm, And Tex Hoyer probably could have been coming off the bench. Um, they have a hell of a lot of players out, and they were struggling to name yeah. 21. I'm going with the Titans. I'm going with the Titans as well. Woogie's going Titans. And uh, the second game on Saturday, Bulldogs hosting the Melbourne Storm. Having that horror run, the Bulldogs, when it comes to who they're facing. Rabbitohs last week. Um, Panthers as well. They played. They played them in the rain as well. So 5.30 kickoff Saturday afternoon. Woogie is going the Storm. I'm going the Storm. Three-way bet that one. Yep. All on. The Melbourne Storm. Yeah, the uh, last game on Saturday night, 7.35 kickoff is the Roosters up against the Sharks. When you talk about tough ones, this is one of the toughest ones to pick. Cricket ground specialists, yes. the Roosters. I've seen them play there a couple of times and they are outstanding there and they will be, I believe, And as again. you've said, Badge, a difficult field to play at if yeah, you're a kicker. It's awkward, very awkward. You can lose your bearings. Uh, I'm with the Roosters. I'm with the Roosters. And Sammy Woody Walker, would, two games in. Woody and couldn't be, could he? Woody's gone Roosters. What? He hates the Roosters that... Two games on Sunday, so that's Tigers and Sharks. What do you think the Tigers no, at? Tigers, Lo- Cowboys. Tigers, Cowboys, yep. sorry. Tigers at Leichhardt. You like them? Uh, you know what? At Leichhardt, if it's a sunny day on Sunday, I haven't even looked at the weather forecast. Yeah. They're unbeatable. Beautiful. Unbeatable. Uh, I'm going to take the Tigers to beat the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm with you. Cowboys in all Yeah, Woogie's taking the Tigers as well. And the final game to round out round five, the Eels versus the Dragons. This Sunday, could be a, 6-15. a ripper of a game. Dragons yeah. have been good, haven't they? They've been, they've this been will be quite the, good. I mean, this is their biggest test. Yeah. yeah. They've had a few wins now, but this is their biggest test. They've beat the Cowboys. We know that. Um, but they beat the Knights last week, and that was a good win. That was a tough match. They, yeah, they needed they, that. They, they, I've said this about a couple of teams this year already, but they jumped a real hurdle last week, the Dragons, mm. just psychologically. But we're all going with the Eels, I think. I'm going with the Eels, and Woogie's going with the Eels as well. We all are, yes. Yeah. Righto. There's your tips for round five. Hope uh, that helped you out in some way, or unless you're one of those people that just picks which mascot would beat the other mascot in a fight, go for your life. Which is what you did last week. Yeah. Big event coming up, of course, and we're not talking about uh, the footy at home. We're going overseas to the US because uh, that only seems like months ago, Sats, that the US Masters was on, and it's back on. Uh, We've got Mark Hayes on the line, our, uh, our golf expert from Inside the Ropes on SEN. Hazy. Five months ago, we had the Masters and we're back. It's amazing, yeah. Great to talk to you guys again. Um, it, it's sort of a bit surreal to have the same event back to back in terms of the men's majors. Um, and it, it seems uh, the world's progressed a lot, but we sort of haven't in some ways. As, but it, it's incredible to have the Masters back. I think we'll see an entirely different tournament to the one we saw in November and on a course that's going to be a lot bouncier, faster and harder. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that the 20 under that Dustin Johnson shot in November when the course was much west. Uh, we won't see anything like that this time around. The organisers won't let that happen. So it's going to be far harder to score. So it's going to be fascinating. Is that what you've heard about the, the course this week, uh, Hazy? That it's um, yeah going to be a lot more difficult and probably back to what you would expect from uh, Augusta. Yeah, and even more so, I think. And traditionally, the, the historical winning score is average eight under. And so to have a 20 under blowout like that, 
I think doesn't sit well with the green jacket to determine these things. And they can, mm. I think we've spoken about this before, like literally turn and adjust all the dials and, and make the, the greens play harder and faster with a turn of a switch. Um, I, I think even before this week happened that that was their intention to make it a harder and faster test. And then they've had a string of good weather and it's forecast to be good all week pretty much. So Adam Scott rolled up on Monday for his first practice in his interview and said it was basically on Monday like a normal Thursday sort of a layout at, at, during that week. So if it's hard and fast on Monday um, and they get pretty warm weather in Georgia for a week, it's going to be a real brutal test on Sunday on those greens in particular. Yeah, well, last year um, the best of the Aussies was Cameron Smith, who, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the first player ever to shoot all four rounds in the 60s we're not we're not going to see that again, are we? No, I don't think we are. Um, that that's one of the most amazing feats in golf history, to be honest. Uh, and for it to go unrewarded with it without a green jacket, he's, yeah. he's going to look back and rue that if he doesn't uh, get one of those in his closet at some stage. But um, we're not going to see that. I think we're probably going to see if someone was to shoot four rounds of seventy. I think they'll be right in the mix. If I had to guess right now. Um, that would leave them at eight under, and I'd say that's probably more a more likely winning score in that eight to twelve under bracket this time around. Um, Cam Smith, that you've brought him up, is fascinating. I, I, you know, it's been a long time coming that we haven't had Adam Scott or Jason Day uh, as a favourite from an Australian perspective, but Cam Smith has basically taken that mantle. Um, two top five finishes in the last three or four Masters. Mm and clearly in the best form of all the Aussie boys at the moment. And, and he's a legitimate contender here this week. And that score that you pointed out, that was the, the highest ever score not to win the, the Masters. So um, the highest score in terms of um, shots under par. So, yeah, he, he's got to be right in the mix when we assess the contenders. And it'd be great to see you know, a young Queenslander up, the, up there again. Sure, Wood. We've spoken about uh, Adam Scott and Cameron Smith there. Also... Jason Day, Mark Leishman, and Matt Jones, of course, who uh, who won the Honda Classic last month. Uh, the other guys in in good enough nick to go, uh, you know, to be in contention. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure whether they've all got the capacity to sort of, you know, be bobbing at the finish line on Sunday afternoon American time. But I think for the first time in quite a while, uh, maybe back to when we had four in 2013 when Adam Scott did get over the line, we've got five live chances. Um, there's a lot of times when you've got guys who have, you know, with, with respect, they're sort of making up the numbers in terms of contenders. Yep. Matt Jones is playing with house money. He's in great form. He's near, on the verge for the first time at the top 50 in the world rankings, uh, just in really good form and, and confident and not having to worry about his place in world golf for the first time. So we've seen him win a couple of Aussie Opens. And I reckon he's starting to feel a lot more at home on the PGA Tour. So... He's not without a chance. I don't think he's on the same line as Cam Smith, but all four of the guys under Cam Smith, I think, could you know be in the mix come Sunday morning. Rightio, and before we go, I guess we should find out who you really think is going. Who else you think is going to be <laughs> right up there near the top? Well, I think Cam Smith is a, a, a red hot chance, mm. and I think but outside his the main Aussies. rivals in yeah, in my mind, I think um, I, I, I think that. Um, geez, I've now forgotten his name. Justin right. Thomas is, is the is the likely winner. And there's a bloke we spoke of a lot before the last Masters. No one's barely mentioned him here as Bryson DeChambeau. And he's mm. just doing ridiculous things on the driving range again. And I think that if he can control his driver and start hitting it vaguely straight, he's going to have to contend because 
Augusta National doesn't penalise wayward drives. So um, my trifecta would be Smith, Thomas and DeChambeau. That's, that's my mantra every week, control my driver and I'm going to be in contention. That's just <laughs> against my mates and we're all off 30. I still can't win. All right. Well, great great to talk to you, Hazy. Always is uh, from inside the ropes on uh, SEN and uh, we'd love to talk to you throughout the Masters as well, mate. Anytime, fellas. Thanks. Welcome back to Sports Day. Almost done for the night, Satswa. What's brewing now for Four Pines Brewing Co., the official beer of Sports Day with Sats and Badge. Uh, Matty Johns caught up with some mates of ours, Sats. Yeah, Gary Lyon and Timmy Watson have got uh, their own breakfast radio show. And uh, Matty Johns you gotta, told... You've got to hear this story. Matty Johns is a very... I emceed a, a function at Byron Bay about probably two months ago, and he told this story. It's the first time I've ever heard it. It's about the night he visited Brookvale and got on the wrong side of Craig Bellamy. This is why I don't drink vodka anymore. A, a number of years ago, about seven, eight years ago, I, I got off the drink for 12 months, which was just such a horrible year. <laughs> and um, anyway, at the back, as we, we got around August and my wife said, you know what, you've been a perfect prisoner. Why don't you go down to your local today, have a drink, get your mates around, just have a, you know, a festive time. So, mate, I was like, you know when you're going for that, you know when you're going to have a drink and, yeah, you know, you've got the big day ahead of you? And, mate, I just... I was just walking on sunshine. I'm going down to the local. I'm thinking, I haven't had a beer for 12 months. Here we go. And I, as I go past Manly Oval, I hear this, Oi, Matty. Anyway, it's Craig Bellamy and Frank Panisi from the Melbourne Storm, and they're sort of going through their... You know, they have a bit of a cricket game, forward, forwards versus backs the morning of the game, and I jump over over the fence. And, Mate, what's going on, boys? And they said, oh, we're playing Manly tonight, Brookie. Oh, Jesus, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, fantastic. They said, listen, why don't you bring the uh, the young fellas to the game and come in and see the boys after you know, after the match. They'd love to see you and the family. And I said, oh, yeah, mate, I'll be there for sure. Mate, I had no intention. I was, you know, I was, going, I was going down just to fill up at the local. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm betting on about the seventh race in Ascot. And um, I've had more than a fill. And my young fella, Cooper, who incidentally is at the Storm now, rang me and said, Dad, the Storm are playing a brookie. Uh, can we go to the game? And I said, yeah, sure, why not? So we, I get a taxi and I whip past and, and pick him up. And, you know, we, we go to the game and, you know, I go on the family hill because you don't, you don't want to knock around with the drunks. <laughs> anyway, so, so I, you know, I start whacking a few cans in. You know, I've had a drink for 12 months. Anyway, it's a horrible night for the Melbourne Storm. You know, the uh, Manly just put the cleaners right through them, and the siren goes, and I, you know, I'm 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 not in a good way. And I said to Cooper, I said, mate, let's uh, let's go home. And he said, oh, Dad, you said we could go in the sheds after the game. And I said, oh, well, come on, let's go. I, I was horrified. They let me straight into the sheds. Not only into the sheds, I went right into the inner sanctum. I'm standing there, and Craig Bellamy's just given the side a horrible spray. And I thought it'd be funny if I pipe up. And I said, hey, I said, hey, ease up, old man. Ease up. I said, take it easy on him. A loss every now and then will do him good. And he's staring at me, and the players are looking at me. And I said, listen, boys, I've had the first drink for about 12 months. How about we, how about we head out in the town? And I got a Gatorade cup filled up with a grog, walked over to Finchie and said, come on, mate, drink up. And he said, Matty, it's half time. <laughs> And since that, <laughs> since that time, I've sworn off the bottom. <laughs> oh, you imagine the look on Craig Bellamy's oh, face. Oh, you can tell. You can tell a story, can't can Tell you? a story. Great mm-hmm. stuff. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. 
Yeah, big night of boxing uh, this week on the Gold Coast. Uh, Justin Hooney, who is going to the Olympics representing Australia. The new rules in boxing, if you've had less than 10 professional fights, you can still fight in the Olympics, funnily enough. Yeah. He'll go over to Tokyo as the as one of the, the heavyweight favourites to win a gold medal. If he gets through this fight Saturday night, this bloke's a giant. Yeah, six Jack foot the nine. giant. Well, Justice Hooney, actually. I met him in Townsville about three or four weeks ago, and I thought he was bigger than what he was. I mean, he's still big compared to me. He's six foot four, I think, six three, Ooh, six okay. four. A lot of the heavyweights now um, around the world are six seven, six eight, six nine. This Jack Maris is only he's had two fights, two wins, two knockouts. Justice Hooney shouldn't have a problem he's with six him. He's six foot nine. At all, yeah. He's massive, huge. Right. But that's what Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder and all these these uh, Just fighters overseas. Big man. Yeah. Right. So okay. uh, that's on Saturday night at the Gold but Coast then, Entertainment Centre. And then he wants a shot. Now he's saying, because Paul Gallon's got this fight against Lucas Big Daddy Brown coming yeah. up. Yeah. So this is in uh, the end of April. And um, not sure how it's going to go, actually. Big Daddy Brown, former world heavyweight world champion, first Australian to win a world heavyweight world champion, fighting against Gallon, who hasn't lost a fight yet. It's getting ugly in relation to the words, like it always does in in boxing. Um, but, yeah, he wants a shot at Gallon, Justice Hooney, and that that would be purely for money because Gallon, he draws the money. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of boxers earning a lot of money of fighting guys like Sonny Bill and Gallon and Barry, Barry Hall, but those Gallon sort of guys. Gallon can fight, but, gee, Justice Hooney might be a bridge too far. That's Absolutely. This kid's Absolutely incredible. Is. Yeah. All right. And uh, the, the golf mate, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, has um has revealed that he is going to attack Augusta. Yeah, strap in, strap in. He's... They're saying he's talking about the first the first hole, which is it's a par four, about four hundred and forty three yards, and they had a really good image on Fox Sports about where the regular golfer hits about two thirds the way up. And regular, yeah, the, the I reg- wouldn't be halfway. And the pros, oh, the no, pros you're not classed as a regular. No, I thought you meant a, re- I think you a regular you hacker. A, rap, a weekend, go- weekend <laughs> hacker. You, you got your big hitters that finish about another forty or fifty yards past them. Yep. Now the angle that he's going to take on the first hole, he's going to go out to the right over the trees, and he's going to hook it deliberately back in. And they believe that he'll, if he hits it sweetly, he believes that he will be anywhere, anywhere around. 10 or 20 yards off the green. Ooh. Yeah. So nice. an opportunity just to chip in or maybe yep. use the putter. Oh, unbelievable. Um, yeah, I see uh, he's Adam Scott will get a bird's eye view of that because they're, uh, they're teeing off together oh, in, wow. the, in the first yeah, round. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, beautiful stuff. Uh, and oh, uh, I love it. You know, golf's never – golf needs another sideshow. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Tiger's been the sideshow for years. And, and Tiger's not going to be there, of course, no. because he's still laid up in hospital. I, I see today, or might have been yesterday, the investigators said it was speed, inattention, speed that caused that crash. They reckon he's, he's, he's a 45 mile an hour um, speed limit there. I think he was going down a hill. And they said he's, an hour he's got he doubled, yeah, he, yeah. Well, he's gone double that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, nearly 90. He was at 87 or mm. 80, 85 miles an hour. And they said he's, it looks like there's there's no braking. No. So there's got a little black box in this thing, yeah. like an aeroplane. Um, he's just slammed the wrong, uh, the wrong pedal down. I reckon he's put his foot on the accelerator rather than the, the brake. What was he doing, do you reckon? Well, we don't know. We, what we do know is that all the toxicology he reports was on have said that he had no alcohol, no drugs in his system mm. as well. So just negligence. He's lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. Mm. All right. Champions League this morning saw Paris Saint-Germain defeat Bayern Munich 3-2 with Chelsea 
beating Porto 2-0. Geez, you love your Champions League, Sats. My son loves the Champions League because Liverpool always go okay in the Champions League. You a Liverpool fan, Jack, are you? Oh, mate, die hard. Are you really? Oh, yeah. Everton, Everton, Everton. Do you know they reckon they say? They reckon when you go to school in Liverpool, Mm. and this is a story that James Graham told to Matty Johns. He was the only kid in a school of 800 boys that played rugby league because when you go to school, they say, are you a red or are you a blue? Yep. Yeah. Because apparently I'm a blue. Are you really? Everton. Oh, okay. Well, I told you that. No, I thought well, you because were... I went to a few ga- few games of theirs when I went over there many in the eighties. Yep. The stadiums are about one point five kilometers apart. Like wow. they're so ridiculously close to each other, and and they hate each other, and just parted by a road, isn't it? A uh, river, Merseyside river. river. So it's the Merseyside okay. derby. Which side of the river are you on? So who's your favourite Liverpool player of all time? My young blokes is Stevie, Stevie Gerrard. G. Like, oh wow! He, it's hard not to be. He's captain, fantastic. Yeah. Things that he did for the club, <laughs> he was unreal. The man. He was the man. All right. Right, now that's it for the show tonight. Uh, we're going to get to the footy now. NRL Nation coming up. Badge and Sats, we will join you again next week. Sports Day it is for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Have a great weekend.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.